What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cheekies and Chill. I have some very exciting news to share. So Apple Podcasts has this program called Spotlight. Basically, they pick one podcast they love and highlight it for an entire month so that more people can find it. That's right. Apple's editorial team listens to thousands of podcasts and they chose Cheekies and Chill. It's the first iHeart podcast to be highlighted, so I'm super excited about this. So if it's your first time listening to the show, welcome. And I'm so happy you're here. And if you've been with me for a while, you know how I feel about you. Los amo. Cheekies and Chill is my comfort zone. I talk about anything and everything. Since I have you here, I wanted to remind you of some of my favorite episodes. We have one on cheating and betrayal, losing my mom, Jenny, and a really important one with my fertility doctor on freezing my eggs. And of course, I've had interviews with some special guests. So be sure to check those out too. New episodes drop every Monday, you guys. Rate, subscribe to Cheekies and Chill. Don't forget. Now, let's start the show. 
This is why I feel it's a little bit more quote-unquote normal to a certain extent, you know, still in like our Latino families. Having children later on in life is kind of like, pues ya se te pasó el tren, güey. It was therapy during the pregnancy and then after pregnancy because of postpartum. And yes, it is something that we don't talk about. My mom would be like, no, pues para de que, que tengas hijos, ya no voy a poder ni caminar. And I would just think, I really want my parents around when I have children, you know? But then I thought I had plenty of time. Hola, hola, mi gente. ¿Qué tal? ¿Cómo están todos? How is everyone doing? I'm feeling pretty good. It's another day. I get to tape my Cheekies and Chill podcast, so I'm very happy. Today, we're talking about family values in the Latinx community and some of the pressures that come along with that. This is something I know a lot of people have experienced, and I have the perfect guest for this episode. So let's jump right into it. This is Cheekies and Chill. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Evelyn Sicarios. She's a good friend of mine, and I call her Mi Nalgona Hermosa. And she's also an on-air personality. So, Mi Nalgona Hermosa, Evelyn, how are you? I am so happy to be part of your podcast. I love that, you know, you always take the time to invite me and to include me to all your amazing projects. And I just always learn so much from you. So, thank you for having me. And I love your audience, too, and I hope we can all just grow together. (laughs) Thank you, my love. No, it's a pleasure. I love what you do. You're good at it. So I was like, I have to have my Evelyn on there because of the topic, obviously. But before we get there, just for those that may not know who you are, Evelyn Sicarios, explain to me who you are, where you grew up, or explain to us, Masien, where you're from, your family, and also how did you get into, like, the media space? So I grew up in El Sereno, which is northeast L.A., I come from a Mexican family. My parents both are from Sinaloa, a state in Mexico. I grew up at home speaking Spanish. I actually went to school, El Sereno Elementary, El Sereno Middle. I stayed in the same community till basically I went to college. But at home, we would just speak Spanish. That was my first language. And back then, there was like some type of law where you were able to have Spanish classes Till like I had I was in Spanish classes till like third grade. So I learned how to read, write, and speak Spanish before English. So in fourth grade, it was like, okay, now it's all English. And I was so scared. I was like, how is this gonna work? Same. But uh-huh. now I'm so grateful for that because at home it's always been Spanish. At school, you know, the first years it was all Spanish. So I think that's helped me in my career now. I grew up very proud of it. But then when I got to middle school, I was a little ashamed of like my dad pulling up, dropping me off at school, listening to like Uh Los Cadetes de Linares. I'll be like, oh, déjame en la esquina, por favor. (laughs) No. And then you grow up that way. And I, I, when I talk to young kids, I'm like, it's normal. Even to parents now, I'm like, it's normal. We all go through that phase where we're like, can we just kind of blend in with, with everything with Uh culture? But once you grow up, you, you're proud of it. So I grew up proud of it. And then kind of like, oh, I just want to listen to NSYNC and, you know, Backstreet Boys Uh and Britney Spears. And then once I got to college, I went to Cal State Northridge. I really was just so proud of our food, of our music. I, you know, was proud of saying where my parents were from. And it's just a beautiful thing. And I think it's, it's now that I'm older, I embrace it more. And what did you major in? Political science. Ah. So I wanted to be an immigration lawyer. So when I first graduated from Cal State Northridge, 
Uh-huh. I actually um, worked at the courthouse for a few years, helping people with um, cases of divorce, domestic mm-hmm. violence, and I loved it at first. And there, uh-huh. there was so much need for help. So I always felt like, yeah. what if my parents needed this? I want to be that person that helps. But then it got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm over it. Like, I can't Mm -hmm. do this anymore. Like, this is, I got to a point where I'm like, I'm never going to get married. Like, people just end up fighting over the dogs and, like, the sofas. So I need to get out of here. And I ended up starting to help a friend with her uh, PR company. And then she started just having me organize her files. And from there, like, the next week, I was writing media alerts and PR, like, releases. And I was like, I really like this. And she had artists that, you know, she's like, okay, they have a red carpet, like go walk with them. And I'm like, all right, like I can do that. So I kind of got to see the industry. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, así fue como empecé. Y pues terminé ahí. Yo pensé que me iban a dar un trabajo de oficina en Univision, de hecho. They ended up giving me, you know, 3 to 7 p.m. Radio L.A. for regional Mexican. But it's because, again, I love the music. When you grow up around music all the time, I mean, you just know the sounds. Like, ay, mira, eso se escucha, se escucha fregón. Sí. It becomes part of you. Sí, no, el acordeón y que en la familia todo el mundo que toca un instrumento, en cada fiesta se sube alguien a cantar. Este, yo en verdad nunca he tenido voz. I've never, I mean, I wish... Pero no, no, uh. nunca. O sea, me gusta lo de la música, pero sé que lo mío es más el gozarla y el disfrutarla. Y bailar. Y bailar. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> la verdad, no me la sabía esa, eh. That you, that's how you started. That's, that's freaking dope. That's interesting. And now, now you're a mommy. I am. And a wifey. Yes. Oh. The pandemic totally changed all of us, I feel, in different ways. And in my case, I think I was on the go, 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 go. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. for work. I'll travel here. I'll do this. Yes, I'll cover that. No problem. And I was working a lot. And I'm glad I got to do that. But then when the pandemic yeah. came, I was like, all right, I'm 30-something. I'm not going to say how, how old I am, but I'm 30-something. <laughs> and uh-huh. you and I had already been talking about freezing our eggs and this. Yes. And, that. and, you know, you've been very open and vocal about that situation. So I was like, you know what? Like, let me know, chickies, how that goes, because I think I, I might mm-hmm. do it. And then the pandemic comes and I was like, I really want to have kids. Like, this is it. Like, I, I want yeah. to have a family. So it's planned. In my head, it was. In my partner's, it ah, wasn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You know, because for me, it was important. To me, it was like, I'm ready. Like, I, I, I want I want this. And so when mm-hmm. the opportunity, well, not the opportunity, but when it was the right timing, it happened. And yeah. now I'm a mom and work was priority. Now my child is priority your child and we talk about it a lot because you're like it's a lot juggling being you know a mother that works did you wait later to have children later on in life was it intentional was it because you were just more career oriented I just don't think I ever met like the right person that was like in the right state of mind for me to actually say wow I can see myself having a child with this person and I think with, you know, my current husband, because we got married during the pandemic too, we just got along in the professional level and he actually believes in me and supports what I do. So he was always That's very important. like, oh yeah, go to that concert. Yeah, that interview. And other people that I dated were always kind of jealous, like, wait, you got too close to that artist. Mm. So 
I kind of was like, all right, with this guy, I can really do it because he believes in me and he knows what I do for a living and he respects uh-huh. what I do for a living. You know, I'm around That's a important. bunch of guys all the time and for someone to have the confidence to be okay with it. So yeah, I, I just, yeah. I think I didn't do it before because of that because I think it's very important. And now more than ever, I tell people, equivoquense en casi todo. Menos en con quien van a tener un hijo. Because it's honestly the most important job I think I will ever have. He is now my responsibility to raise a little boy who is happy, who believes in himself, who respects others. Like the world we live in, this generation of children is going to change what's happening. So it's up to us, the new parents, the people having kids now, to raise kids that are loving that are empathetic that's exactly what i need so i'm i feel like there's a lot on my plate right now you know apenas cumplió mm-hmm. un año and yeah, that's what i was going to tell you you celebrated his his first year his mm-hmm. first year and my first year as a mom too cuz i'm a whole yeah. different person now you know i'm postpartum and i've told you this before postpartum really got got me good the first 10 months. Yeah. And a lot of people don't talk about it. There's postpartum depression and postpartum like anxiety. And you say postpartum, people think, oh, she was depressed. People do get that. In my case, I didn't get to that point, but I was scared of everything. So it's only been a few months that I started feeling better. And now I'm scared of having another one, but that's why uh-huh. uh, <laughs> I said I was good with one. And now that all of those feelings kind of are balanced, I'm like, okay, do I want to have a second child? Because I'm getting older too. I'm glad I waited because now I'm I, I'm in the right state of mind. Priority is my child. But now having a second child, like how do, how am I going to balance? Am I just going to go crazy? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how moms did it before having five, six, ten. Dude, my mom, five kids? No mames. I don't know. I think times have changed. And this is why I feel that it's a little bit more quote-unquote normal to a certain extent, you know, still in like our Latino families. Having children later on in life is kind of like, pues ya se te pasó el tren, güey. Ya estás muy vieja. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, like you are in a good state of mind where you're like, okay, I can, I want to raise a good little human. Yes. Versus when we're younger, we're still trying to raise ourselves. You know what I mean? Which is why I'm like, what's wrong with having kids later on in life? As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. Came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. One thing that really caught like my attention right now was, was postpartum because, again, especially in our community, it's not spoken about enough. No. It's kind of like a taboo. It's you're being weak. A lot of men, because I've heard it even in my extended family, 
where it's like, that shit doesn't exist. It's like depression. Like, that, eso no es cierto. Eso no más está en tu mente. O sea, levántate. No, you guys, it really, having a child, and I haven't had my own, but I lived it with my sister, mm-hmm. your hormones are out of whack for an entire year. Mm-hmm. And, and when the baby comes out, you're just like, imagine having a child, a growing child in your body for nine months, mm-hmm. and they come out and they take all your nutrients and you gave them everything. You feel a little depleted. Is that correct? Very depleted. <laughs> Like I yeah. said, your body, right. physical, emotional, spiritual, you are shaken completely. And a lot of these emotions are out of your control. So that's why it's so important. I mean, I seek therapy. I even did therapy during my pregnancy just because I was dealing with the whole, here's another thing, right? Like it was hard for me too, even though I was older and even though I'm independent and I've always had a job, my parents like, no está casada y va a tener un hijo. Mm, For me, mm-hmm. I was stressed over that. And I talked to my parents. I was like, listen, this is my choice. I've been wanting to have a child and I'm happy with the decision. You guys made your life choices and they were fine. But my dad, you could tell, was a little bothered. I mean, I was 35 already, you know, it was like a pot. Come on. Yeah. So <laughs> it takes a while for them because the, the culture is different. The mentality is different. Mm-hmm. And um, I was dealing with that. Like, okay, when I tell my parents that I'm pregnant, my mom was perfectly fine. When I tell them, how am I going to handle their reaction? I kid you not. Mm -hmm. I did go to therapy for that through my pregnancy. No way. And it helped me because when I did get a certain reaction, I was like, I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm at peace. He'll come back around. And he did. They get over it. They, and then now I'm sure he's all in love with the baby. Oh, yeah, for sure. Of course. Is más tienen que hacer las cosas, quote unquote, bien. O cásense primero y luego tengan hijos. But, well, I'm assuming, like, yeah, you know, you had, you got pregnant first and then you guys got married, right? Yeah, we did. During the pregnancy, mm-hmm. I actually, I was like, we don't have to do it just, you know, because I'm pregnant. And he's like, no, like, let's do it because when the baby's born, you have my last name and, you know, we're a married couple and we were able to Aww. make decisions together at the hospital and thereafter, you know, now we're a family. Yeah. And so now it's like, oh, we should have a big wedding. And I'm like, you know what? I'm happy. Like, tenemos nuestra casita, nuestro niño, he's healthy. I'm getting back to my rhythm, back to kind of Mm -hmm. work, dealing with leaving the baby for a few hours. I still cried this morning. No me tocó a mí irla a dejar. Me fui directo al trabajo de la casa. Uh Y lloré. Lloré porque me siento mal cuando lo dejo unas horas. Porque te acostumbras tanto a estar con ellos. That the moment you have to go back to work. I mean, I've, I've, I have friends that say they were really happy to go back to work because those hours give them like freedom and independence. Uh-huh. In my case, I still struggle. You know, I it, it hurts because you're like, what if he feels like I'm abandoning him? No, yeah, I can just imagine. So it was therapy during the pregnancy and then after pregnancy because of postpartum. And yes, it is something that we don't talk about. When it was happening to me, I was asking my cousins like, why did you guys say this? Oh, because we don't want you to like start stressing over it during your pregnancy. But we need to know these things. Yes. Because then you probably think, imagine if we don't talk about it enough, then you think, oh my God, I'm going crazy. And like, I lived it with Jackie, my sister. I remember I was on the other side of the house and the baby was yelling on the top of her lungs. I was like, what is happening? I went to the room. The baby was in her little bassinet crying roja, roja, de estar llorando tanto. And this was her first child. And she was like, what, 21, I think it was. And no, actually 20 years old. And she was sitting on the floor. And she was just like this face that I'll never forget and was looking at the floor. And she was just, and I'm like, Jackie, what's wrong? She's like, I don't know. Like not crying, nothing. She's like, I, I don't want her. Can we just take her to the fire station? I just can't do this. And that's when I heard about postpartum. Mm-hmm. 
And then my mom, when we said, she's like, oh, it's postpartum. It's normal. I'm like, uh, hello? Like, okay, well, tell us. You know what I mean? And it was a little bit more talked about. But thank goodness it just lasted a few months. But it was very real. And I think one day we need to have like a panel of women talking about postpartum because uno se siente y se lo vi. She says, I I feel like I'm going crazy. I can't do this. My life is changing. It was just too much all at once. Her hormones were everywhere. So, you know, I do appreciate you sharing that. Porque pues la neta. No, yo me metí a bañar. Yo no era, no como al niño, le daba mucho amor, mucho cariño, pero me, sent, me metí a bañar y me soltaba llorando. I just felt like, okay, can I do this? Like, who am I? Do I still like the same things that I used to? Like, and it's hard because even now, I mean, the baby, like I said, he's 14 months now, but I, I still don't go out with friends. I still don't do things that I used to do all the time before. And yeah. I don't want to be that way. I want to be able to have a balance because you still want to hang on to the old you because you're fun and you felt free. But yeah. then you also love motherhood, you know, having a little mini you run around and, you know, someone mm-hmm. that motivates you and it inspires you. Yeah, it's all about balance. And, and it took my, my sister a while and I would have to tell her, go get your nails done. Little things. It doesn't have to be you leave the baby all night. I think it's just, es cuestión de, you know, it's only been 14 months and, and little by little, you'll get your little, the rhythm going. But before, like you had your baby boy, he's so cute, you guys. Did you feel pressure from your parents or from your family or your cousins? Like, ya apurate. I did. I felt a lot of pressure, but then it got to a point where they wouldn't even ask anymore. Like my mom would be like, no, pues para de que que tengas hijos, ya no voy a poder ni, ni caminar, ni corretearlos, ni agacharme. And I would just think, I really want my parents around when I have children, you know? But then I thought, yeah. I would think like, no, well, maybe it's not the right time. Although being in my mid-30s, I still felt like I had plenty of time. Mm-hmm. But I did. I felt a lot of pressure since my 20s. And now yeah. all my girl cousins, les digo, the ones that are in their 20s, I'm like, no tengan hijos todavía. No, disfruten, <laughs> yeah. salgan. Because I know I have nothing in my system. Obviously, there's like girls trips that I would love to join. But uh-huh. <laughs> I was able to do a lot of crazy things before having my baby and so I don't regret anything I think I did it at yeah. the perfect timing I think I accomplished a lot in my career I was able to experience and enjoy a lot of things and I dated a lot and I think it was a perfect timing my mid-30s were the perfect timing for me for some people it's I their agree. late 30s for some people it's their early 40s now I just think yeah. someone in their 20s you should really discover and explore and learn and make mistakes caerte y volverte a levantar porque hay tanto 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 que ver en este mundo y cuando todavía no tienes un niño you're free Mm -hmm. you can do whatever you want and whatever you put you set your mind to i'm a, a really firm believer that we are unstoppable especially like latina women man we have everything going for ourselves hell yeah i mean Power to everyone that had kids in their 20s. Pero si no tienen ahorita, disfruten y espérense sí. que the best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. Que no sientan esa, esa presión de me tengo que casar a cierta edad. I mean, if that's your prerogative, more power to you. You know, if you want to get married young, I, I just, in my personal experience, I mean, growing up, my grandparents, especially because I was the oldest grandchild, it was, okay, pues ya tienes 24 años, o sea... And I'm like, ugh. No me quiero morir sin, sin ver a mis bisnietos. And I felt like a lot of pressure. Like, but I'm like, oh my God. Like, I, I helped my mom with the kids. And how am I going to juggle it? And I, at a point, I'm like, well, okay, well, maybe I should. To 
please them. Mm-hmm. And personally, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't. I mean, it would have been a blessing regardless, but I'm glad that I that I waited because the one that's going to take care of the baby is me. You know what I mean? Like, so I was like, I'm glad and I'm, I'm okay with now because for a long time I felt guilty. I felt selfish. Someone in my family once told me, well, that's what you're here for. That's what you were made for is for you to reproduce. And I'm like, excuse me, that's not all I am. You know what I mean? And, and now I'm like, I'm good with my decision. I'm probably going to be that girl that's going to have her baby in her late 30s, her early 40s. And I'm okay with that. That's like, I feel like the new thing and it needs to be a little bit more normalized in our culture because I see because of that pressure, how many divorces there are. And because you marry the wrong person to please your family. How many people stay in relationships for their children? So many people in the family that I know are miserable, but they're like, pues, you know, me casé, tuve hijos y pues estoy con él. You know, tías and tíos, you just see it in our culture so much. And, and people are miserable. For me, I'm in a good place where now I can say, you know what? I'm able to have my little casita for my child, pay for daycare. I'm able to give them the time. Um, you know, if, if I want to, I can travel with, with my child. There's no pressure from anyone anymore. It's kind of like, Exacto. Mm-hmm. Te sientes más empoderada. Claro. ¿no? Y yo siento que cuando tú eres una mujer independiente, en mi caso, pues sí, fui a la universidad. I, I graduated, te dije, de Cal State Northridge. I always felt like I can get whatever job I want. I can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. We're bilingual too, man. Yeah. It's a blessing. We Hell can yeah. do so <laughs> many things. So many women with their own businesses now, you know? So I feel like it's important to establish that. And then after that, you know, it's okay to have kids after that. Yeah, I agree. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of My Cultura Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... There's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core... What I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math and Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I'm going to be honest. I don't know right now in this moment if I can conceive ever because of my endometriosis, because the last time I went to see my fertility doctor, he said that I have no sé qué madres, que I'm not producing enough eggs, you know, sé qué tanto. You know, I personally don't let that affect me because, you know, I believe in God and I'm like, lo que Dios quiera, aunque tenga un huevito ahí, it's going to happen. If God wants me to get pregnant and have a child, I'm going to have it, no matter what doctors say. I'm curious to see what you have to say in regards to maybe women that can't conceive. Do you feel like adoption is an option? For me, there is. But in our culture, a lot of people are kind of like, how are you going to adopt someone that's a, a child that's not yours? What do you think about that? I think that if you if people want to adopt, go for it. There's so many children that need the love, that need a family, that need a home. And so mm-hmm. people that adopt, more power to them. 
And I'm also all about trying everything. Hay sobadoras que según, eh, de hecho, sí. yo antes de que, mira, te va a sobar el vientre y te va a sobar el lado de los ovarios y la señora en cuanto te soba, sales embarazada. Yo sí creo en eso. I would go visit that lady if I needed to, you know? Creo en República Dominicana, no sé dónde, se llama Mama Juana o algo así. Son unas hierbas que también se toma y, y dice que funciona. Entonces, para mí, yo oh, también, wow. todo lo que me dijeran de eso, I would try it. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yeah. And exactly. mira, yo te voy a decir otra cosa. Yo me acuerdo muy bien, era una fiesta tuya que era de Halloween. ¿Te acuerdas? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sí, because of you, me embarqué, porque yo te dije a ti, like, ay, yo ya quiero tener un baby. Y yo, like, ay, pues nomás levanta los pies. Y yo, no, no funciona. I was like, let them, let them come in you, and then just put your legs up for a little while. And she did it, guys. <laughs> and it works. I had forgot Try about everything. that. I'm like that. I'm the type of person, mi mamá siempre me decía, tú te crees de todo. Te dicen que te pongas peanut butter en el brazo porque vas a, vas a bajar de peso, and you'll do it. I'm like, hell yeah. Like, I will go see a Salvadora somewhere in Mexico or find one here in L.A. I'm like, I'm going to have a baby because I'm going to have a baby. The Lord is going to make it happen. I'm going to light a candle. <laughs> o sea, so I agree with you. I agree with you. I just wanted, I was curious to see what you thought about that. And now let's talk about age because I, I heard you right now. You were like, I'm not going to say how old I am. Do you feel that in our culture that they've made us feel the older we get, the less viable we are? Una vez un vato me dijo... No, yo me busco a chicas de, de 20 años porque pues son más fáciles para, para moldear a tu manera. Mm. Ya las de 30, o sea, you know, nah. They, they just have their own mind. They have an attitude and this and that. And I was like, I looked at him. I was like, what? But it's true. When you're 30, you're like, I know who I am. I know what I want. ¿Y qué? Like for your age, do you feel like shit? Like, are you proud of it? I'm very proud of it. I, I'm very proud of it porque siento que... Dejé pasar muchas cosas in my 20s again because you're immature because mm -hmm. you're you're more vulnerable for people to take advantage of you. Porque sientes de que no, pues lo que están diciendo es verdad. And when you hit 30, mm -hmm. te vale madre lo que digan. Sí. A veces, obviamente, sí te afectan ciertas cosas, but you're kind of like, you know what? I'm not going to live my life amargada. Or no, you're not going to talk to me that way. Y sí, es cierto. Como dicen, la mula no era arisca, la hicieron. Y es cierto, las experiencias de la vida cuando estás joven te convierte en una persona que dices, no, yo no voy a tolerar nada de esas mm -hmm. caderas. Y sí, a, 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 los hombres obviamente sí van a batallar más con una mujer. Sí, es porque sabemos lo que queremos. Claro, no vamos a, a quedarnos en una relación porque, ay, pues, ¿dónde voy a vivir? ¿Qué voy a hacer? We figure out a way. We're like hustlers. We're like, okay, mm -hmm. no me voy a quedar en esta situación donde no soy feliz. Yeah, and see, this is just my opinion, you guys. If you're listening to us and you're in your early 20s and you want to get married, and do whatever you want. My thing is, just think about it. Who you're going to marry and why. Si estás enamoradísima, do it. You know what I mean? O enamorado, igual, for a man or a woman. But that's why I feel men like younger women. Por esa razón. Antes sí me daba como vergüenza. I'd be a little bit like embarrassed, like, oh, my age. Now I'm like, fuck that. I'm 37. I'm very proud of what I've accomplished. I'm very proud of who I am. I feel better than ever. In my 20s, I thought I was popping. Now I'm like, I'm really popping. And my pussy's popping too. And it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't give a shit. I'm 37, but my vagina is like fucking 20. I don't know. Ages in your 30s is something else, you guys. Like for so long, you were taught of like, oh my God, the older you get, you're not going to be as desirable and this and that. And you have to be young and get married young because that, mm -mm. 
All that has just, it's out of the window. And I think I have my mom to thank for that because the older she got, she would always say like in her 40s, she's like, I feel better than ever in my 40s. Like she made me appreciate every year mm-hmm. that I matured. Now I see it that way. I'm maturing. You know what I mean? I'm growing. I'm evolving. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that once we have our panel show, Evelyn, that we've been yeah. wanting to do for years, we got to talk about, you know, embracing our age. Siento que es importante para porque yo también tengo tu edad, ya lo puedo decir al aire libre, ¿no? <risa> Pero siento que es nuestra responsabilidad de cambiar también la mentalidad de nuestras mamás o nuestras tías. No force it, sí. but to be the example, because they can still change too, and they can still feel empowered too, and they can still walk away from miserable marriages, and they can still, you know, do surgery if they want to and enhance areas that they want to. Even with my mom, like, I can try different things. Like, oh, mamá, mira, te compré esta. You know, ponte esta blusa. Or like, vamos a comer aquí. Or let's try this. Because I know our generation has a lot on our plate because we are the game changers for so many things, including mm-hmm. the reality of having kids young. You know, we're not doing that now. And it's for the best. We have to let go of, of, of so many things we've been carrying through our ancestors. Absolutely. Yeah. I always talk about it like, um, you know, breaking generational curses. You know, it's okay to be different from the generation before us. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to be. I don't want to be exactly like them. I want to be different. I want to level up and hopefully the generation to come. I want to teach them, inspire them. This is why I was like, it's perfect if I bring Evelyn because we get each other. I was like, you know, I'm done with feeling like, oh, my God, I'm not a mom yet. Shit, the clock is ticking. Se me está acabando el tiempo. And, you know, for the women that are listening to me, because you are, you know, you have your career, you're a wife, motherhood. Like, can you talk to us about the realness of how difficult that is? Do you have days where you're like, shit, of course, not that, you know, you regret it. Of course not. That's not what I mean, because you love your son. I know how much you love your son, how much time you want to spend with him. But talk to us a little bit more about that. It's really, really hard, especially when you um, were really good at something. And then all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. so I feel like I'm either going to be really good at my job and kind of lack in motherhood, or I'm going to be a mother and slack off at my job. So I'd rather right now that the baby's still young, I honestly, my priority is being a great mother. So there's a lot of things, a lot of opportunities that I'm missing out on, I feel, but I'm... That's your priority. Yes. I want my baby to know that I'm around, that I love him. And I don't want him to grow up saying, yeah, you gave me everything, but you were never around. Obviously, mm-hmm. we need to work, you know, to provide. And, and, and nowadays, you really do need two incomes to survive, especially in the state of California for a mortgage and bills and everything. It's really hard when it comes down to balancing and then talking about it, how hard it is, is also uh, like a big thing because then people mm-hmm. start saying, pues yo tuve cinco. Y nadie me ayudaba y pues nunca me quejé. No, pues yo tuve seis y mira, todos salieron bien y mm-hmm. mi marido ni estaba ahí en el parto, ni ayudaban los hombres antes. Ahora por lo menos les ayudan a cambiar los pampers. So you're like, okay, I have one and I am complaining. Maybe I'll just shut up. Maybe I won't say how hard it is and I'll cry, you know, in the shower by myself. <laughs> yeah, no. Cuando tú estás trabajando, porque también tu esposo trabaja, sí. ¿quién te cuida al niño? 
Y ahí y mi mamá me lo está cuidando ahorita. Ah, gracias a Dios. And I feel guilty too because I know she wants to help me, but at the same time, I want her to have her freedom and I want her yeah. to be, you know, with my dad or or to do things, you know, not just stay home for those hours that I'm working, but I'm very grateful because some people don't have family to help them out. And con los tiempos como están ahorita, yo verdad no confío en nadie. Ya que me pueda decir, que me pueda hablar, que me pueda decir, mamá, no me gusta quedarme aquí, or, or no, I don't want to stay here for whatever reason, then yeah. you know, I think I'm going to feel better in just leaving him in daycare or in, you know, una escuela. Yeah, no, pero qué bendición que tengas a tu mamá. En verdad es demasiada ayuda. Pero mi mamá en verdad es mi única opción ahorita. Mis tías, las otras tienen nietos. Uh, mi otra tía cuida a mi abuelita. Entonces, si no está mi mamá, digo, ¿qué voy a hacer? ¿Cómo le hago? Yeah. Llegas al punto de dices, maybe I should leave work for a while and just take care of the baby. But then you're like, wait, no. Yeah, well, I can imagine. And and for sure, when I have my kids, I, I, I'm going to need you to help me through through that and help me balance well, it. Well, you're a great you... tía already. You're, you're wonderful with kids. I love kids. There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind you're going to be like an incredible, incredible mother. Now, the challenge for you, I think, is going to be balancing work of the projects that you have, everything that, that, that you have going on. At first, when you're pregnant or when you're thinking of having kids, you're like, oh, no, I'm going to hire someone to help me. And I'm still going to three months later, I'm going to be back to work. And then three months later, come. That's what you think, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You get so attached. I'm, I mean, I already know the type of mom I'm going to be, which is why I'm like, let me wait a little bit because I'm going to be straight up. I want to be a little selfish right now because I help raise my, my siblings. So yo siento que según yo sé lo que es tener un, un hijo o hijos, take them to school and this and that and the homework. And it's just, I, I feel like I've been through it all. Obvio, es diferente when I, cuando tenga mis propios hijos, pero I just know. Do you have advice for new moms out there trying to find that balance? Anything that you can tell them? Talk about your feelings. Don't hold anything in. Now I'm even more connected to like friends of mine that were moms that before I wouldn't be like, I no más hablan de los hijos todo el tiempo, but now I get it, you know? Sometimes you feel like you're all alone. And in reality, so many people are going through it. And you feel better when you hear how they're coping with situations and you find solutions to certain things by hearing other people's experiences. And there's you're never really prepared for motherhood. Porque a veces, mm -hmm. yo puedo decirte, sí, postpartum, you know, it's real. Pero a lo mejor hay mujeres que a lo mejor no van a pasar por eso. O so, sí está bien a lo mejor no traumarlas, que sepan que existe, pero tampoco que piensen que les va a pasar porque, pues, and to like I said in the beginning make sure you're having children with the right person that yeah. is gonna treat you right that you guys have the same values and just you know live life and love it que importa lo que diga la gente la vida es muy cortita y si quieres tener hijos si estás preparada pues hazlo mm -hmm. Evelyn thank you Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for opening up your heart, for being just open about things that we go through as Latina women. And you guys, please follow her on social media. Plug it in. Where can they hear you on the radio, your social media, so that people can stay current with you? Evelyn Sicairos. That's how you find me. And that's where you guys will see what I'm doing and, you know, what I'm working on. And I'm going to embrace the process. And I think it's time to also take risks. Before I was in my comfort zone, now I'm like, okay, tengo que hacer cambios en mi vida para crecer como persona y también pues darle más espacio a, a mi vida como mamá. I love that, Evelyn. I love, I cannot wait to see what you have brewing and the ideas that you have because I know we've talked about a few, but I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. 
And for all of my regular listeners, you already know what time it is. It's time for our motivational quote. And this is a quote. Es una frase en español, mi gente. I think this is the first time that we have a Spanish quote. Ahí les va. Si la vida te tira al piso, date vuelta y mira las estrellas. O sea, si uno se cae, hay que levantarnos. Como decía mi mamá, si por pendeja me caigo, por chingona me levanto. Ahí les va. Thank you guys so much, Evelyn. I love you. Thank you so much, my listeners. I love you guys with all my heart. I will catch you on the next episode of Chiquis and Chill. Do you need advice on love, relationships, health, y más? I'm so excited to share with you that my Cheekies and Chill podcast will have an extra episode drop each week. I'll be answering all your questions. Just leave me a voice message con todas tus preguntas y yo te las voy a contestar personalmente. All you have to do is go to speakpipe.com slash Cheekies and Chill podcast and record your questions. I can't wait to hear from you. This is a production of iHeartRadio and the My Cultura Podcast Network. Follow us on Instagram at My Cultura Podcast and follow me, Chiquis, that's C-H-I-Q-U-I-S. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 españolcom What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens. But trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, 
issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.